Good morning, good afternoon, g'day from WA. Welcome to Uplift. Hey, I don't know about you, but I've used technology for work before, and if you have too, I don't know, but maybe this would be the podcast for you. Come and join us today. Technology. Oh, there's so many secrets out there. What are there? I don't know. Maybe our guest will be able to help us out with some today. Welcome to Uplift. My name is Sarah Wade. I'm coming to you from Perth in Western Australia. It's great to have you with us. Whether you're watching us live or in replay, no, we appreciate you. I'm a coach, podcast, co-host, and so much more. There's more than our title, right? Anyway, my beautiful co-host coming through us live from Calgary in Alberta, Canada. Welcome, Mr. Neil Russell. Great to have you today. It's great to be here, and I'm really super excited because part of me, part of my core essence is I have this geek part of me. I love technology, and sometimes technology can get me so involved that I forget to do my real jobs and my real things, which is writing and coaching people. So I'm super excited to have our guest on today. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I trust it. Our podcast today will serve you, and we'd love to get you asking any questions, any comments. Please feel free to leave them. Anyway, our guest, all the way from Newcastle in New South Wales. I almost said Newcastle in Sydney, and that is not right, Sarah. Anyhow, from Newcastle, New South Wales, we have our tech guru, Quang Yuan, joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. And um, hey, Neil, just want to clarify, mate, it's not tech that's messing you up and you wasting your time, it's social media. There's a difference. Okay. First minute on the show, a shot across the bow. It's on. It's on. <laughs> well, actually, that might be a subject worth getting into. What if you could like expand upon that, Q? Yeah, well, you know, um, yeah, like, like what do you want me to expand on? Like te technology, right? Technology are tools that are designed to, um, you know, make your life easier. You know, um, the old form of technology, you know, back in the day was like the old hammer, the saw. We've evolved with, you know, our, our means of technology. So we've got computer chips. We've got, um, you know, processing languages. And yes, you're right. You know, social media is a form of technology. But it's also a hindrance, right? It's also a hindrance if it's taking you away from what you need to get done. So, oh, I hope I hope I've uh, elaborated on that. But uh, mate, Neil, you know I'm only joking. <laughs> well, you're a little far from where I am to hunt you down and settle this over a pint or two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, better that than the better that than the alternatives could have been hunted a whole different way. <laughs> so, Kling, were you did were you always in tech in some form of technology to get you to here, or did, is this was this straight or a zigzaggy path to get you here? Yeah, yeah you know you know the old um, stereotype that or. All Asians are good at maths and tech. Um, that, that did not apply to me. I'm, I'm rubbish with numbers. I, I actually prefer I actually prefer literacy, you know, reading English over maths. Um, and I had I had no care in the world for tech, you know. Um, so how I actually got involved with tech is kind of like a, a, a how do I say this? I got thrown in the deep end because of you know some stereotypes, some assumptions, but I took of it, I went with it and I ran. So um, before what I do now, I was actually an educator. I was a teacher, right? 
Um, and even before that, you know, I worked in the family business. We had fruit shops. There's no tech involved in fruit shops. It's just manual labor, just carrying boxes, stacking fruit. And so when I started um, in my teaching career, uh, it was I was just fortunate with the timing, right? There was a big push for um, technology to be integrated into the education system. I had, like, hands up, I, I had the first iPhone, right? I had the first iPhone because I thought that, you know, that's cool. I can play games on it, you know, all that kind of jazz. Not didn't really care for tech, but um, at the school I was at the time, they were like, hey, Q, you, uh, you have an iPhone, so you must be good at tech. What we're gonna do is we're gonna send you to Google, um, so that you can bring all that all that stuff back to us and upskill, so we can make sure that we provide the best opportunities and and make sure that the kids, the students have the best, um, you know, understanding of tech and you know how the teachers can use it to leverage their teaching and make it a more engaging and all that kind of stuff. Well, I was like, I could I could have I could have said, hey, that's that's racial profiling. I'm not going. <laughs> um, but what I did was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go and kind of like went down that journey, went to went to Google, went to Microsoft, you know, collaborate with a couple of um, app developers for education and just, just fell in love with tech and grew my understanding of tech as well. And, and uh, the ironic thing is this, right? Uh, right, out of, right out of high school, um, I went to uni and I studied computer science, right? Um, but I left. I left that degree, I quit it because I was like, I'm not going to sit here and look at screens of code and try to work out what's wrong. That, that's not for me. And here I am back in the tech game, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Come full circle. <laughs> so I don't know about you, our viewer, but technology and I just like cute you know we haven't always gotten along I'm learning how to use technology it's happening slowly and slowly sometimes it, it's really quick and easier than other times Neil are you the same do you find technology is a bit hit and miss for you and you learning well I've loved technology ever since I was thrown in the deep end I started technology with DOS 6.2 so before Windows, I used Unix line commands. So I was, I love the evolution. So sometimes it's way over my head and other times it's like, I'm, I'm in my beautiful element. So I've always embraced technology. It was, yeah, I love it. I don't always understand it, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah. It's something that I think a lot of people can struggle with, you know, as we're learning to love these new things. Q, in, in your experience, is, is that something that you've noticed too? Uh, oh, that's, that's, that's a really great question. People love what they know how to use. Like if, if they know there's a tool out there that will make their life easier, um, They'll invest their time in it, but but they generally don't love it because the learning curve is is really steep, you know. And if and like just using tech is is a different language on its own, right? So what people the the I guess the lack of love comes from from what I've seen and my understanding is people assume that tech is going to be like a one stop, stop, one stop, fix all solution, or whatever issues they're going through, or um, whatever solution they need for their business or for their own personal life. So they think if I get this piece of tech, it's going to fix everything. Tech doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't work like that. So when it doesn't do that, then they go, "It's too hard. I'm not going to invest any more time. It doesn't do what you know it's promised or whatever it is." So it's. They fall out of love it, and then they get to, it gets bracketed in the too hard basket. Ah, it's total BS. Ra 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 ra. So we have to shift our like thinking around that as well. And like to be honest, if tech is hard, tech is hard. There's no there's no denying it. Like don't fight. You don't have to love tech. You don't have to um, make it work. But perhaps 
what I would encourage you to, to, to think about is like think about what it is you want that piece of tech to to do for you or what is the outcome that you want and then you'll be able to do the research find out speak to the right people to achieve that outcome whether it's with a bit of platform whether it's a bit of hardware whether it has to be totally customized like know the outcome and then you'll be able to work out what it is you need to get there through tech software apps whatever it is makes sense yeah i uh, i uh, i'm i took a, a master class with uh going just uh I, I don't know four or five days ago and i absolutely loved it but i'm going to tell you right here that I fell out of love with Quang when I discovered he was a Mac user. <laughs> don't judge me, don't judge me. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's interesting because we can affectionately say that, but it's it's just it's a piece of technology. Apple, you know, Apple and uh, the rest and the other parts of the world. And Windows operating system, iPhones versus Android, and it's all what as you as Quang had said, what you're comfortable with. Like to get an an app uh, an Apple an iPhone user to use an Android, it's like I'm asking them to give me their firstborn child, and it's no different than an Android being forced into or having to go and try an iPhone. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And, and, and like, and in your defense, Neil, I never thought I would be an Apple user myself, right? I've always been around <laughs> the Windows bandwagon. Um, like, like, in my time, I literally have only had two iPhones. I had the first one because that was the first smartphone ever, right? Yeah. And then... I think I had the iPhone 4 because where I lived at the time was like in a valley and I couldn't get reception. And apparently only the iPhone 4 at that time had an antenna strong enough to get phone reception. And and I'd always been like Google, Microsoft, just because of uh, the user experience is really important for me and, and what I how I work with my, my clients. Um, so I, I've always found that there, that um, that user experience to be more um, simpler to use. However, again, as I was mentioned before, it's about the outcome, right? Um, when it was time for me to upgrade, uh, you know, Apple's got these new M1, M2, M3 chips now. So I, I, I took stock of what I actually need. What do I actually need for my device? What do I actually need from, you know, the performance-wise? What do I need to do to achieve regularly, consistently, to run live Zooms, to edit video, to be able to access my 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 um my platform without it ever crashing and, and apple just tick all the boxes i'm not saying everyone needs to be an apple user i'm not saying everyone needs to transition over but if you think about what the ultimate outcome is and what are the best tools to get there naturally you you make the best decision take and remove all the bias and remove all the social conversations <laughs> ah you're an iphone user you're evil ah you know, oh, I'm, I'm using an Android, I'm a Jedi, rah. you yeah. know, it's like come back to what it is you actually need your device to do and what is it that you want to achieve and you'll make the best decision and you can't go wrong if you have that, you know, at the forefront of your decision making when it comes to tech. Oh, Q, you're trying, you're making it sound like that you you like systems, that you like some structure. Don't tell me you're, you help your clients with systems and structure. You're not one of those, are you? <laughs> nah, I, I, I look at I look at what they do, and if they've got no systems, I say you're screwed, and and I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exit stage there. <laughs> nah, not not at all. Like, um, it, it, it is, um, you know, part part of understanding what bit of software you know do I, do I get a Kanjabi do I get a uh, do, do I get an iPhone what camera I get you have to understand your whole flow you know uh, and the best way to think about it is you have to understand your whole client journey flow because once you understand the key components you're able to interject and ask the questions about hey what 
what bit of software can I use to make my life easier here? Where can I interject? Uh, where can I delegate particular processes? Where can I, uh, what bit of, you know, um, hardware can I use to make my life easier? So if you know exactly where you can interject and um, point out or um, pinpoint the touch points for tech and yourself, then you can be more deliberate and strategic with the tools that you use. Otherwise, you just like, I've seen it so many times, oh, I'm just going to get Zoom and I'm just going to get a camera and it's going to make me look super dope. And I'm just going to press some stuff on my keyboard um, and it'll make me look bang, but look, look red hot, ready to go. But it's not the case. As you guys know, with like with your setup, right? It, it, takes, it takes proper planning. You need to know, um, you know, what processes you need to have in place so that you can pull up Neil, Sarah, your guest, you know, you have your banners across. It's, it's all in your client experience. And in your case, it's all in your podcast experience. And if you know how to map that out, you know what tools to use. Boom. That's why you guys have gone with this particular platform, right? Because it ticks all the boxes. You know the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, we tried other platforms. And yeah, like you said, um, yeah, this is the one that ticked all the boxes for us. So I think it's important that as we step forward and learn things that maybe we dip our toes in different things so we can figure out what works best for us would you also agree with that statement yeah yeah 100 percent. I, I say because i think sometimes <laughs> oh i missed that last bit right like because i'm i'm not a very good lip reader so <laughs> yeah you you are you not up, sorry, i can't do some <laughs> As I was thinking, like, often we can get stuck, you know, as we're starting out learning a new thing. Like, I remember when my grandma was trying to figure out how to use an ATM back in the 80s. Like, she was like, oh, this is too much, too much for me. She just couldn't understand the technology. And the same certainly gone for me as I've evolved my tech skills over time. So I'm wondering, like, when you're feeling stuck, is the best step to just dabble or is it to delegate? Or what would you recommend then, Keith? The, when you're feeling stuck, uh, the best thing to do is just to pick up your phone and just throw it at your monitor and just break <laughs> everything. Because uh, <laughs> you've had break enough, you're, like, you're over it, you just, just crash everything so you can't work anymore and just go, just go for a run. Um, that's, that's what I find works best. So I've been through many monitors. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding, guys, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The best thing to do is this, right? Um, you need to get some support. You need to ask, you need to find the right people um, to ask the right questions to help you overcome those challenges. Because there's people who've done it before. What people often do is they ask the wrong person, right? So uh, to be honest, love my mum. Like she has an iPhone, not the most tech savvy person ever. I'm not going to ask her how to fix my stream setup, right? Probably everyone's case is not that extreme, but but you've generally asked the wrong people, like how to fix things, right? Oh, I've got an uncle who who who's who's um who's, who runs a plumbing business. I might ask him on how to do invoices. Great if he does his own invoices and he knows what tools work. However. His invoices, his invoice system might not be best suited for your business or what you're doing because he's running a plumbing business. So you've got to find the right people or to, to ask the right questions so you can overcome those obstacles. Um, and you know what? Like even to be honest, right, you can do that. But there's so much information on the internet these days that you just have to ask the right questions to find um, the response that you're looking for. Because generally speaking, people are asking uh, the question that it's either too generic or too broad to pinpoint a problem. So you just got to hone it in and find out exactly it is what you need fixed or what that, that, what that obstacle is specifically. And if you do it, and it may involve you clicking on a few links and reading a few articles, but I have no doubt you'll be able to um, find the solution and 
the red hot tip, right? I'm sure most people know this, right? YouTube is the second biggest, you know, search engine in the world. So I'm, I'm sure you guys are the same. I'm a visual person. So if I can watch someone doing it and I can just yeah. copy them, done. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I'm doing it. So, so much better than IKEA instructions. definitely (laughs) I love that you talked about and made some references to getting the right sort of help it's like getting tax help from my aunt Mabel who fills out her personal income tax is probably not good for my corporate business tax when I've got properties or whatever and just because she's never had any problems so selecting the right person or the right, because some people on this call are coaches, some are in multi-level marketing, some are um, uh, card readers. They come from all walks of life. So all we ask is that when you're looking for help, make sure that you're looking at the appropriate places. If you're looking for tech help, um, then look for technology help if you're looking for accounting help you would not go to learn to bake a cake at uh, at the farmers market unless you that you know that there's a um a baker there that is specifically giving the recipes away for their goods quick quick story on, on that, that Neil. i um if, some, if someone needs to bake a cake, I can definitely help because I, I used to be a pastry chef as well. So, you know, um, <laughs> for those for those in Australia, you guys know the, um, what's it called, the franchise, Michelle's Patisserie, right? So I used to work at Michelle's Patisserie and uh, just, just another skill set. I don't know how it's related to tech, you know. Um, but we used to make, it's a 24-hour run factory and I used to like ice and decorate thousands, hundreds and thousands of cakes a day um and we used to be able to take you know the cakes home but so much so that you know it, like my, my siblings I'm, I'm the oldest of five they were like yeah bring us home cheesecake oh bring us home another cake i'll bring it home after two weeks they're like just leave the cakes at work we're good no more cakes please absolutely <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, so if what are your so quite off what is the services that you offer to your client so we've been talking about technology but if somebody wanted a specific person was looking for your service what would that specific person look like your ideal your avatar your ideal client and what is it that you love or how is it that you love to help people yeah mate uh that's a really great question so so I guess my, my ideal avatar, uh, my ideal client uh, are coaches, consultants, you know, who are beyond the initial startup phase and who have been really successful, been successful in generating work for themselves. But they're now finding that the, the what I call the input to impact ratio, it's skewing towards the, they're putting a lot of effort and they're not being able to see a lot of impact because they're bogged down in a lot of admin, you know, back end kind of work, right? So they're probably they're probably still one to one, and they're probably still doing everything manually themselves. So, what what do I love to do? Um, being being a, a like a, a coach and being in the consulting space for you know the last couple of years, for some reason the the tag has always stuck with me. Like people always see me as the tech person, right? Um, so because they, they want to find ways to win more time so that they can skew the input to impact ratio back the other way, where it's less input, but bigger impact, right? So how do I do that? I do that like by, by having a, a platform, um, a CRM, lead nurture, kind of administrative platform that does all of the back-end work for them and automates a lot of their processes for them so that they don't have to um worry about things slipping through the crack and what does that look like it looks like you know uh if if they get people booking on their calendar automatically gets you know all all the default reminders there if someone you know 
signs up on their landing page for a, for a lead gen magnet or a lead magnet or a PDF or whatever, as soon as they get the details, it automatically delivers, you know, the, the PDF, the training, whatever it is, and then puts that into a rest of a, a nurture sequence. Um, so there's lots of automations built in and proud to say like I've, um, you know, collaborated with another partner. So we can also, um, you know, automate the organic marketing process as well now and combine that to um, your CRM so that you never lose, a, you know, who you're speaking to, you know, where there are. And so just tightening up all those little pieces in the background, having a clear process for their systems right from when they get their attention of their market right down to their deliverables so that no one misses an opportunity no one um, misses out on you know getting that training or delivering that thing and then as a result they have more time they get to establish themselves as an authority because all of this is done in the back end you're like you know they don't have to worry like ah oh, i didn't send that email out oh sign up for that 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 lead magnet i didn't get it like you know it, it just gets done automatically process driven allows and then it allows everyone to allows the the coach the the business owner to focus on one coaching because that's why we all got into it right we want to like impact the lives of others we want to make their life better but two more importantly um you know i'm sure most people are the same i'm a big family guy you know i've got two boys I want everyone else to spend more time with with their their friends, their families, or just even pursuing, you know, their their passions. You know, I love my family almost as much as I love stand up paddleboarding. So, you know, being able to pursue, spend time with your loved ones, pursuing your passions—that's what I'm all about. So, how can we do that? Make your life easier through through technology and automating a lot of a lot of the key processes. So you mentioned a couple of uh, words that uh, our, uh, our listeners or viewers, whether they're on live or replay. So what is a CR CRM? Yeah, CRM, mate. Uh, great question. Uh, sometimes I take these things for granted, right, because I'm just using these words every day. Um, customer Relationship Manager. So it's a tool that allows you to continue to build trust with your with your prospect list or, or your clientele base. So whether that's through um, emails, whether that's through messaging, whether that's through SMS, uh, could be even phone call. Um, it allows you to stay at the forefront of their mind, uh, allows you to build that, that trust and relationship, and it allows them to know that you're there to, to that you have their back you know, at all times. So really efficient tool to make sure that Everyone is getting the attention they need, but also so that, because to be honest, we're in business. Business is about generating profit and sales. Uh, it's also an opportunity for, for you to monetize as well your existing um, database as well. Thank you. And for those, that, for those that aren't in business and that, your calendar is your CRM to keep you out of trouble because it reminds you when to send your anniversary co uh, card and it tells you all your what your spouse or your partner's birthday. So that's a very simplistic CRM. It keeps you out of trouble. And a CRM for business is just a glorified, it rem can remember the dates for you. It can prompt you that, hey, you haven't talked to this client in a very long time. Reach out and if you've done it well, it will reach out in your words and say hey to the client. And you also use so the word. Things. Sorry? Go ahead. Okay. You also use the term lead magnet. What what for for uh, for others that may not know, what is what do you mean by lead magnet? Yeah, I know so, what a so, check uh, magnet is. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> chick chick magnet since 1990 i don't know when you're born i don't want to be i don't want to throw out the wrong year right <laughs> Yo, chick magnet since 1980 
Sally's just come in and said, love your line of thinking, Quang. Leveraging tech to give us more time for the things and people we love. Question, can you give us an an overview of the aspects of your CRM for coaches? Yeah, cool. So do you want me to answer that question now or do you want me to go back to Neil's one? Woo. So We're here for on. our <laughs> listeners. Let's go with Sally's question. Yeah, so Sally, I uh, really appreciate the question. Um, can I give you an overview of the aspects of my CRM for coaches? Yeah, of course I can. So, um, uh, great question. Because my, my mind is going like this and it can only spit out one or two words at a time, right? Um, hey, uh, linguistic fact. Linguistic fact, you know, when we speak, it's just really one sound coming out. But because we understand words, we mentally break up the sounds into those words. So, um, but Sally, sorry, off, off ta- on, on a tangent. I have lots of random facts like that. Um, what we do is, first and foremost, the foundations of every coaching business is you need to be able to collect payment. You need to be able to schedule calls. And you need to be able to send out an agreement to, to confirm those things. So at a foundational level, we do all those things. Um, make sure that you have a, a way to collect payment that's easy, which then can automate, if you wish to, automate the sending of the agreement, right? And then once the agreement's been signed, we can use that as a trigger to automate the onboarding process for your client, yeah? So uh, that's how we can do all of those things at a foundational level to make sure that uh, you have time you know, right from the get-go, uh, you know, with your booking calendars, it's just a simple, you know, clicking of the um, calendar and they go through your whole system and get all the, the, the reminders and all that kind of jazz uh, with your Zoom links and everything else that's required. So as soon as they they click it, it automatically syncs up to your primary calendar, whether that's Google, Outlook, um, so that you'll never be double booked and you'll never miss that appointment, Okay. And then as we as your business continues to scale and grow, then you're going to need more complex features like, you know, landing pages, um, funnels, all that kind of stuff, uh, which ties into the lead magnet that Neil was talking about. You know, so in exchange for someone's details, you need to have an offering like it's it's a it's a really basic transaction. Right. So whether it's a PDF, uh, video training, whatever it is, you want to be able to collect that data so that you can continue to nurture them. So, you know, with this platform as well, because it's all in one, we can automate a lot of those processes and we can duplicate them so that um, it's really simple and easy to use. And, and as you can see, business continues to grow, you will probably want to have like an online library. And I realize I'm speaking quite quick. So if you need me to slow down, just, I don't know, let, let the guys know that so that I can slow down. But you'll probably also want to, um, you know, have an online library as well so that, you know, we all know that uh, having an online library by itself is is not the most successful thing. But if you've got a group, you know, coaching community with one-to-one and a whole hybrid thing combined with the online library, that's really powerful so that they can self-pace it so we can host your online library with as many students in there and as many videos as you would like. Um, on top of that, we've also got the function to to have communities um, for your for your students, for your clients as well. So it's a, just another touch point for you to be able to support them and help them overcome their obstacles and challenges um, on top of a whole heap of other things as well. And, and the other last final component, which I'm proud to announce today, like I think I'm officially announcing on you guys, I've literally just finished talking with a collaborator um, yesterday afternoon that we're able to add a, the, well, sorry, Platform CFS Coach Flow Systems has a CRM built in it into it. So we're now able to add an organic marketing component to it. Um, so we can automate your your the people you connect with, and we can also the people that you are having conversations with can be put directly into the CRM, you know, so that you're able to see what part of the conversation. Um, you're up to whether you know you're inviting them to your group, whether you're offering a lead magnet, whether you're actually inviting them to a live event. You know where they are, and you have full uh, transparency of you know your pipeline, so that you can you can respond to them appropriately. So able to nurture and get the most out of that 
um, support them as most as best as you can in that conversation. So yeah, it's 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 I've shared a lot. It sounds um, as I hear it out loud, it sounds like holy smokes, there's a lot going on. But you know, we don't we don't do everything one go because your your brain will explode. It's about pinpointing, as I said, understanding <laughs> where you are on the business journey, so that we can pinpoint and put in the exact things that you need right now to make your life easier. And that's what I've always been about. Um, what do you need now? How can we do it? Let's do it. All right, what's the next step so that you can continue to scale and grow without impacting your, your personal time? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. And I see one thing Sally I think has all of us can relate to is delegating stuff. Yeah. Sally's asked, is there any Sally, access for I'm VAs to the system as well? I have multiple users. Yeah, 100%. So, so you, we can definitely, uh, uh, a couple of guys on the platform already have their VA set up so that you can give them um, the level of access that you want to. So you, whether you want to give them full admin access or whether you want to give them user access or whether you only want to give them to a couple of key components, right? Uh, it's totally up to you how, how much uh, access you give to them. So, yes, we can add them to your team. Um, and then you can continue to build your team so that they can oversee um, everything that's being built and make sure that everything is, is running appropriately because uh, one misconception about systems and processes and, you know, uh, it's a buzzword, especially systems is a buzzword because of one, McDonald's, uh, you know, oh, McDonald's have systems so good that, you know, teenagers, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, however old you are, you can work. Can, can run, can make a burger, right? And the other one is Michael Gerber, his book, uh, The E-Myth Revisited, focuses heavily on systems. Paint the picture that systems is the bee's knees, like, you know, it can do everything for you. And the systems also need a human overview to make sure that they're still running properly and they're still hitting um, the outcomes that you put them in place for. So, yeah, by all means, we can definitely add your team to it. Um, so that they can still have access to the, the overview of the platform, the virtual systems, as well as they get access to the online training portal as well, so that they can, you know, watch the trainings and you know, be able to troubleshoot um, any issues that, that may arise. Oh, sorry, you So what I personally like is what with your description and your thing is that you um, put it's called it a nurturing sequence for those that aren't in the business world. There's a lot of other terms used for when you're trying to um, work with a client and you're putting your heart and soul into to the dance of trying to work with them. Some some corporations have, you know, I want to land that client. I want to, you know, get them to buy. And I love the cue that you use nurturing because I think me personally, and that's the my version of what I want to do is I want to to work with them, but I don't want them. I don't want to foister myself upon them. I want it to be a nurturing environment for them and me. I want them to appreciate me and i want to appreciate them yeah um and you know like just just linguistically language wise i don't think lead sleazy system has a nice you know connotation to it so people might be put off by that so um so so lead nurturing works and, and, and it's what it is because when you're nurturing something you're building relationships and, and that's what that's the backbone of every business it's not. It's not to close sales. It's not to. Um, it's not to you know get as much revenue as possible. It's to build it's relationships. Not? <laughs> <laughs> so that that will be a byproduct. But yeah, it's, it's it's to build relationships because at the end of the day, people want to work. And I'm sure um, you guys and, and our listeners here have heard this that people buy from people they know, like and trust. But people also stay with people they know, like and trust. Right, so how do you do that? You have a relationship with them, right? You get to know them, the the ins and outs, the 
challenges they face, the aspirations, the fears, the frustrations, the, the, the desires. And then if you can be the bridge and show them that you are the bridge, nurture them from the, the, the frustrations over to the wants and aspirations, then, then it's a no-brainer for them to, to work with you. So there's that trust there. And so, yeah, nurture all the way, build relationships. Good relationships is the key. And uh, and I really appreciate what you, what you said there, Neil, because uh, we, we've all had that experience, right, of, um, of, that, of that bad sales. We've all had that bad sales experience where you, you're probably just, just looking at the markets, just looking at a, in my case, I'm looking at some chutney, right, because I love food. Like, look at me. Um, and the guy comes up, hey, you want to get five jars or three? I was like, uh, I'll get no jars, thank you. Um, you know, so we've all had that bad experience, but, but we want to, we don't want that for our, our customers and clients because we know that if you can offer a solution and they're a right fit and you, you respect that, then they'll choose you because you've been, you're aware of what their needs are rather than just, Hey, give me, give me, come here, come here. I'll fix all your problems. You know, I'll do what you want, blah, 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 blah. And then just leaves a sour taste and and if the relationship starts on a sour taste uh, it's just gonna fester right absolutely so you've got this beautiful crm set up you've got this and mistakes happen things go south for you personally if a client is on, this is just about your take on it, because every coach, every businessman is different. Somebody says, Gwen, I don't like your software. It made this mistake or I, it doesn't do this. So I'm complaining to you. What, what would be your get out of jail? How would you try to fix it? How would I try to fix it? I would say, mate, you're a fruit loop. Like it works. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, no. Okay, that made that like you and I might be our first thought, and then but we're but we're both wanting to help our clients, and we still may have that thought. <laughs> uh, no, um, there's there's a strategy that that I use from um, a parenting expert actually, and I think you know what that's that doesn't just work in for parents; it just works for people in general. So what I would do is I would try to um, get them to explain to me clearly what the problem is, right? Because because I could start troubleshooting straight away, but if I don't know the actual problem, then I'm troubleshooting the wrong thing. So I'll get them to explain to me what the problem is and where where things are going awry or, or what is it they're trying to achieve and what's happening, right? So I first would get an explanation in as much detail as possible. And then, if, if, like, if the, what am I trying to say? If we can actually do that, but they're still not able to action it, I would then start to look at um, examining what's going on, right? Like, is there a couple of processes? Like, uh, I would examine what is what they're actually doing, and it's not working. Or I would examine a couple of the setup, or examine like kind of examine the, the proper outcome because maybe they haven't articulated it, articulated it the best way possible, and maybe there's a misunderstanding there on my my end. So I would try to examine the full depth breadth of the conversation, right? And then I would just explore. I would explore what's happening on my end. You know, so if it's a tech thing, I would I would touch base with the developers, I would explore like all the settings on my end, make sure that like it's completely, um, you know, like rule that out. I would explore, the, I would sign in, I would log in as him, try to explore what's happening on, on you know, the, the, the user experience end, try to find out you know, what's, like, why it's not working. And then, and then if it's just can't be done, then I would say, hey, mate, like, what you're trying to do is what can't be done. Like, however, is there another variation? Is there another outcome, or can we tweak that outcome, to make it like fit in here? 
Like, so there's, there's so many different ways that it all starts with that conversation. Uh, and if worst comes to worst, then I would probably just outsource them to like an Indian call center um, because they're just way more tech savvy than I am. Yeah, I love that you said it was conversation first before the, the, the Indian call center. <laughs> I love that you were trying to really understand the problem. And I as coaches, I as a coach and and uh, as a user of tech, as a person that has run into problems, that's for me, I've appreciated the most is, is when somebody takes the time to find out what's going on for me, what's happening, and, uh, and then solving it from there instead of going through, um, oh, well, you got to do this, 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 and this. And if that doesn't work, then you got to put your right foot in and put your left foot out and shake it all about. <laughs> Hey, quite. We've got a viewer question around AI. Obviously, you know, we technology is evolving and with constant updates and things like that. So recommendations for understanding and keeping up with AI. What are your thoughts there? Yeah. Um, th thanks for that question, Carleen. Um, well, AI is one of those topics that's kind of like... You know, that's kind of exploded in the last, you know, couple of months. Um, just, Glenn, so we only have this. six hours for this program, so you'll just have no. There's <laughs> 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 one question. We've only got another five and four and a half hours. Yeah, so let's 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 summarize this uh, as quickly as possible, right? Um, <laughs> AI. Think of AI is a language. That's all it is. And the language can only can only output what what it's been given as input. So what you need to do is you need to master one couple of things. One, you need to master what it is. Be specific with the actual outcome that you want from AI, whether it's generating content, whether it's analyzing data, whether it's to generate an image, whether it's to cut your your long video into short form. Um, you need to know your specific outcome, what it is you're actually looking for it to do. Okay? And then from there, you need to become familiar with that platform, that AI platform or the AI language, and give it the specific language that it needs, the specific that it needs, give you the outcome that you want. And essentially, that's what it is. So you need to know the outcome, you need to give the context of the outcome, uh, you need to give some examples of the outcome want and then you need to break down the actual task of what you want the AI to do and so by putting all those things together you'll be able to get the outcome that you want and AI will not be perfect it will not be um, it's not designed to give you the finished product it's designed to do the heavy lifting for you so to remove the friction of, of you getting started doing whatever it is and then you just run your eye over it and amend it to how you want it to be on the final product. Um, Arlene, I hope that's answered your question. Um, yeah, cool. So on that then, things like, you know, obviously updates happen. So for example, I'm sure like the people on your screen, viewers as you're watching, you've probably used Zoom too. So earlier this year, Zoom changed their policies and they sent out emails describing that their disclaimer had changed and Zoom was able to use your face, your features and your body to help them with their Zoom AI. Recently, they've come out with another disclaimer that listened to the users who were like, whoa, I'm not using Zoom anymore and have moved on. So on that note, what's the best way to keep up with all these technology changes and things like that? Is there like an expert in the field that you can think of that might be able to help with that? Or, or how can we best go forward in, in situations such as these? Yeah, you just got to hit Neil up. Neil's like your, your tech expert for like everything. Right? Right. So... <laughs> His details are on the screen right now. He's getting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love just that. Remember, I started in DOS 6.2. And I saw Carleen started. I see DOS. Carleen started with Wayne. So... <laughs> 
IBM created computers, Wang computed was at the same time. One had um, um, word, one had word on it, one had Wang had its own word processing. So there used to be word and word perfect. And well, we know who won. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, there's there's plenty of um, you know, you know, um, what's the word on reputable sources out there, right? Um, but but I guess if you want like more specific like systems processes automation for like the coaching space and consulting space, um, if it's cool, like I've, I have a free Facebook group where I'm always um, sharing tips uh, and updates in in the particular field that will make your life easier um, because there is, uh, I think, you know, the bell curve for tech was like, you know, for the first, you know, 100, 200 years of our time, it just got, went like that. And then in the last 10 years, it's gone up exponentially, right? So you can always, you can always get um, sidetracked by the, the shiny, shiny object syndrome. At the end of the day, it's all about what will make your life easier, what will give you back more time, um, and what will work specifically for this industry. And so that's what I particularly focus my efforts and attention on. Um, because, hey, I, I could look up like the brand new um, Huawei phone, um, you know, and, and share that. But like, will it make an impact? Will it make a difference? Not really. Hey, but hey, if you wanted to know how to turn your smartphone into a Zoom camera, right? Intent of this. I think this looks pretty clear. I'm using a smartphone as my as my webcam, right? Um, you know, little things like that to make your 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 life easier. Um, then yeah, like find find the people who are in your laneway and in your industry who who know the, the tech space really well. And that's the kind of like the best kind of suggestions I, I can um, provide because people can watch like um, I, I like to watch MKBHD, right? He's he's one of my um you know great 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 youtuber great knows about tech but is he relevant for like the coaching and consulting space probably not he like he's got some cool tech but specifically for saving time and processes and systems not quite so yeah find find those um industry leaders who are in your lane way that can support you in the tech and tech automation front so Gwen, can you give us a little up we just had a. We just were fighting over uh, who is producing the show. <laughs> so can you talk okay, about? <laughs> can you talk briefly because we we are running out of time. Can you talk yep. briefly on on your uh, on your page here and what you're what you're offering to our viewers and listeners? Yeah. So so um, I guess I'm a little bit different in that I don't like and sign up um, what I what I like to do is I like to understand um, where you guys are at and so I, I, I don't ever say this is my price this is that. I, I do have a set price don't, don't say that I don't, I don't change the price on where you are but I like to understand um, what it is you actually like looking for you know with your systems process and tech right because if we're a fit Great, and if I can support you, we'll have that conversation. And if not, and you actually need something else, then then I'll point you in in that direction. You know, because if I'm talking to someone and they and I'm and I'm hearing like they need more like content creation, marketing, that kind of stuff, I'll just happily point them in somewhere else where that's more suitable, rather than wasting their their resources with me. Not that it'll be wasted, you know, but like. Yeah, that's that's not the priority like that's, yeah. that's not the core issue um so i always sit down and have a chat first to make sure that like understand what what bottlenecks what what challenges what obstacles they're facing so that we can come up with a solution whether with cfs or whether it's somewhere else or whether they don't actually need one they just need to like pull their finger out and you know do the work Excellent. That's a thing. You can pull your finger out and do the work. What? <laughs> <laughs> Neil, I know you've been having an amazing time writing lately. Like, I'm so curious to know about your writing challenge. 
Yeah, it's actually really been helpful because I'm involved in NaNoWriMo, which is the National no uh, Novel Writing Month, which is November. And because I was participating in my own 100-day writing challenge, it allowed me to be in the process of just writing on anything. And so in my 100-day writing challenge, you can pick up at any time, which is right now, you can do 100daysofwriting.neilsrussell.com. And if you are a writer, every, once a week, you'll get one e email and it will list what you're supposed to write out on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you just follow it. And it could be as simple as 25 words on your favorite dessert. And it's to get you to write succinctly and yet powerfully. Or it could be on, uh, on 20, uh, 500 words on a heartfelt event that you remember as a child. And it's to write. It's that simple. You get um, uh, 100 days of worth of exercise, comes into your inbox. You don't get spammed with anything else. And that's what it's intended to do, is to get you writing. Sarah, you've talked about taking a sabbatical. Has that been, are you officially announcing your sabbatical now or am I letting it out of the bag? <laughs> yeah, 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 I've had to take off some time because I've had a few health issues this year between strokes and breast problems and uh, allergies to medications where my brain went fried. Yeah, I took some time off because I literally couldn't think. So one of the things that got me through, surprisingly, has been art. Uh, me and art are synonymous as an art therapist. I find a lot of value in getting my stuff out. And I don't know about you guys or our viewers, but quite often I don't have the words for things. And then when I'm talking to other people, they find the same. So when my brain was a bit fried and I literally couldn't think properly, going to art was a way for me to discover my true self and to, to let stuff out, whether it be an emotion or a thought or I don't know what's going on. And, you know, bilateral drawing was actually was able to help me to look, this is what my brain scrambled looks like. Oh, that doesn't look pretty. And I was able to take that to my therapist and go, this is what I'm experiencing. And as you know, you've heard the saying, you know, words paint a thousand pictures or a picture paints a thousand words even, you know, that it really helps. So guys, like if, if you're struggling one way or another, know that there is more than one way to do anything there are so many different ways that you can look after yourself one of the ways that i've been doing has been cutting a lot of cardboard of way if you've seen my page but i've been having a lot of fun with cardboard and color you know surprisingly color goes a long way in my world so go and create colorful things and you don't have to be bland and if you're feeling bland that's okay too you know there's light and there's dark there's yin there's yang there's all sorts of ways that we can look after ourselves so take the time to do what's right for you for me at the moment i'm looking at getting back into my shadow journal uh, which will be released uh, by december by, by christmas time so you guys will get to to do a combination of both left and right brain work you know, questions, colouring in, ooh, what is the storyline here? And I know that Neil's going to love it because of the story aspect to it. And I know you're going to love it too because you're going to get your stuff out in the best of possible way. So if that's something that you're interested in, please reach out. You know how to find me. My information is coming across the screen. <laughs> so we have an amazing, amazing journey into tech today so appreciate whether you've watched this live or in replay know that we appreciate you we appreciate your questions we appreciate your involvement and of course we appreciate quoting too so now do you want to just wind us up a bit Woody, how would you like to leave us whatever you do however you show up in the world always remember help is just a couple words away once you say to yourself, I need help, and all I ask is you be willing to go and recognize you need help and go and ask for it. Quang, is there anything that you would like to leave our viewers, listeners, and audience with? Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off you, Neil. Um, being a guy, you know, it's, it's hard to ask for help. Um, and I want to share this, guys. Um, asking for help, being vulnerable, is actually being highly courageous. So be courageous. Be vulnerable. 
be a lion. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you. And yeah, that four letter word that sometimes can be a swear word can be your best friend. So I don't know whether it's you who needs help, or maybe it's a friend or a colleague or someone that you're working with or no, or maybe even a stranger. Don't be afraid to, to give or receive help from us to you. Know that we appreciate you. We look forward to hearing about your amazing conversations this next few weeks, and we'll be back soon with Uplift. Take care. Talk soon. Thank you.